Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The Mitre 10 Cup is almost upon us. This is my favorite rugby competition of the season. And that makes it New Zealand Sports Radio's favorite rugby competition of the season. And building up to it, we are getting around as many of the provinces as we can and having a chat with the coaches about their squads uh, and about how they see the uh, coming season. So um, with no further ado, I'm going to bring in Ty Levere, the assistant coach from uh, Counties Manukau. How are you doing, sir? Good, thanks, Paul. Yourself? <laughs> not bad. Not bad at all. Um, so the... Obviously, a lot of these, uh, all the provinces use their club competition, but how important is the club competition for you, uh, you, you guys, when putting together your minor 10 cup squad? Oh, I think first, me, myself coming to the union, um, I didn't really know uh, too many players, to be honest. So uh, it was actually a important gauge for me to really understand uh, what type of players we're having in our club land and um, more importantly, uh, listening to the people who have been around here for a long time to really understand the landscape and um, you know you know our club competition unfortunately through the COVID has uh, had some testing times but um, I've really enjoyed it to be fair uh, it's probably a reflection of uh, guys that we've uh, seen through club rugby uh, and then giving them the opportunities to uh, obviously um, be in the monitoring cup squad so uh, it's been um, it's been a uh, yeah a, di a different type of experience but um, a, a rewarding one for guys that have stuck at it yeah, it's, obviously um, some clubs or some, some people have not been able to, to play as much club rugby as we do normally because of their jobs and having to take on other things. But um, just like all the other uh, provinces, obviously a shortened club competition, um, just the single round of games before uh, heading into the finals. Um, the And looking at this, no team won all their games. Obviously Ardmore, uh, Marist had a, had a good season at the top there, but it uh, looks like a pretty uh, competitive um, club competition you've had uh, um, uh, in, in, uh, over in counties. Yeah, I mean, before we went in lockdown and post lockdown, it was going to be a bit of a, a challenge for the club um, teams and players and, and coaches to really get up to speed um, with the game again. So it was probably a reflection of uh, Abel Maris, who uh, done a real good job 
um, in terms of um, teething their way through their first couple of games. And then uh, once they got a couple of games under their belt, uh, their, their class really stood out. And, and, and no different to the other clubs that have really stuck at it uh, week in, week out. So yeah, it probably took everyone a probably good three weeks to find their feet again uh, with a short sort of pre-season post-lockdown. But um, yeah, again, just unfortunate that um, our club season was uh, cut short uh, before we really got into the uh, the sticky end of the season. But one of the good things for you is that it is, you, you are a relatively small province, so you can actually get round all the clubs quite easily uh, and get to a lot of games. Whereas if you think about someone like Northland or, or down in Otago, there's, there's pretty pretty long distances to drive um, to get to games. So at least you can uh, you don't have to have the, the, the long the long drives, and, uh, thankfully. Yeah, yeah the, uh, the coverage is good. Um, I really enjoyed it, to be fair. Um, getting around to all the clubs and uh, watching. Um, I try to get to every single club and watch them at their own club. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I didn't get to all of them. I think I was in a couple short in the end. Um, uh, but, you know, uh, the intention was always to, to go out and um, see people and see players and, and just more just connect, really. Um, yeah, but I've really enjoyed it. It's been it's been good fun. No, absolutely. We, we've, we have been reporting on it on our Monday evening uh, 8pm show, the Driving More show. We've been talking about the club rugby and we have been reporting on the results from uh, from, from counties. Uh, yeah, so it's been, uh, uh, this has definitely been, been good. Looking at um, your squad now, and obviously uh, Ardmore Marist, um, highly represented there as a um, Karakara, Karaka, sorry, um, there as well. Uh, and a name, the only person from Drury, uh, Kieran Reid. It must be great having uh, someone's experience as him back in the squad uh, as, as, as a leader for you guys. Oh, it's been fantastic. I mean, we're quite fortunate for it. Uh... To actually um, happen, really, uh, we had a conversation. I think it was around April. Um, I think it was, and loosely spoke about if he was to still be around, you know, what would it look like, and, and things that were fallen in line with his uh, club in Japan. And you know, was, we're, just, we're just pretty lucky in the end, to be honest. Um, but Kieran joined us last week. Uh, we were at camp um, in Ohopi, uh, so he had a good few days and played 30 minutes against the Bay and. Uh, obviously, it's a bigger picture than you know, just Kieran playing rugby on the field for us. It's a it's a great connection for for our staff and you know, for the players, and, and more importantly, the community. So that's been fantastic so far. Yeah, I mean, once we open up the the stadiums again and allow people back, he's obviously going to draw in um, a lot of players, which, uh, sorry, a lot of fans, which would be good. Um, so it's not, and, and also you say at training, um, the, the the help you can get. Uh, good to see players like Auburn Ledger back again um, uh, for that, but. Of the names that people won't recognise, perhaps uh, any kind of players who are new to the squad who we should keep an eye out for? Um, yeah, a few. <laughs> Without trying to pinpoint anyone, I think um, uh, Jared Hadley, the young fullback at Apokokoi. Um, mm -hmm. It's his first year playing Premier Rugby. Uh, he's come through the under-21 grade with Apokokoi and um, has really been one of the standouts, really, in, in our Premier club scene. Uh, week to week, he's been one of the highest point scorers for his club team. Uh, and has been, has been quite consistent. Um, so, you know, it just shows that um, someone that uh, performs week in, week out uh, in club rugby, uh, we feel he's got a big upside to him. Uh, it's going to take a bit of time because obviously he's been exposed to one ten cup level. Um, getting him to stand and what takes him professional on the week. Uh, but yeah, uh, 10.1, yeah, he's someone got a, got a big upside him. Yeah, we'll we'll sort of ease into it, um, and with a few others as well. I mean, there's some older heads that are 
have, who have been around counties for a fair bit, but probably have been injured. Um, the two Lalala, who's very well experienced, um, hasn't hasn't played hasn't played a lot uh, as of late. Um, so it's good to have guys like that. Uh, even Umbi Fasita, uh, he's been around. He's a seasoned campaigner. Uh, he's played for counties before in the past. Uh, so even though we don't really have a massive um, pool of Super Rugby players, uh, we've got a lot of guys who've played rugby at certain levels um, in terms of the experience. So we're quite happy with the balance in the mix uh, of our squad. And talking about that, um, uh, sort of experienced players, uh, the obviously the All Blacks. It looks like they're going to be available for um, the first couple of couple of weekends, and uh, uh, it looks like uh, you've got some. Um, uh, Nepo Lola and uh, Dalton Bekalihi available um, for, your, for your for your opening game against Tasman. Uh, again, must be great having those guys. Uh, and obviously, they won't have been around the around the squad much because of playing in the North South game and all of that kind of piece. But uh, but great to get those guys in uh, and and mixed in with, and integrated with the squad as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, they join us tomorrow, and obviously Nepo. Um, he's played for Giants before, and so it's great to get him back connected to the Steelers. And obviously, Dalton's um, new new to the Steelers, and uh, he he knows a lot of faces within our squad. And um, he's recently just bought a house in Papakura, which is which is exciting. He's just down the road from Papakura, but um, uh, he's yeah, those two are going to be uh, you know they'll be fantastic for us for whatever period of time we have them, and uh, it's going to be great for them to not only obviously give to our team, but also. And obviously, ultimately, really like, like our Karen. So it's um, yeah, big exciting times around the corner. Cool. And with the uh, tournament happening later in the year, obviously, where the weather's going to be a bit warmer, uh, you're probably going to have some harder tracks. Um, you, you expecting to see a higher quality or, or, or more attacking rugby um, across the competition this season? Yeah, I think so. I mean, obviously, with the lim- limits of preparation, you got to put that in perspective as well. Um, mm-hmm. You only get um, counties have always been known as a squad that uh, has a lot of razzle-dazzle, but uh, it's on our job as coaches to bring a bit more structure to our game uh, before we actually get to the unstructured play. So, uh, and it's just getting that balance. I mean, we've only had a week together, um, and obviously, as you said, uh, the conditions will start getting better as the season goes on. So uh, we're just going to keep things quite nice and simple, I think. Um, if we get too carried away trying to throw the ball around, we'll be under the sticks um, a <laughs> lot through the year. So... It's just getting that balance, uh, that alignment right from, from coaches to players and and ultimately just keeping it simple and just letting the guys go for it. Um, but within context of the game, that uh, that we want to make sure that uh, we're very tidy in our work. Um, so, yeah, there is a balancing act. Uh, I think at some point in the year we'll get to that point where we get to pull the trigger more more than um, more than uh, we won't. But, um, yeah, it's just a week-to-week thing, really. Yeah, you make a good point there, actually. The, the, so counties, Auckland and North Harbour, obviously being in a higher level of lockdown than the rest of the country recently. Uh, you guys had less preparation time, um, whereas the other other sides will have had like three weeks together, um, some of them. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a matter of yeah, yeah, trying to get through the first couple of, couple of weeks as you guys sort of gel a bit, I guess, and, and, uh, and then trying to get as much as you can out of those games, but perhaps not being too harsh on yourself on yourselves too, um, too early. Um, yeah, I mean, we've got to really just focus on ourselves. Yeah. So, I think, um, oh, sorry, I just lost it and I just picked up on your question. But yeah, I mean, I think for us, we're just going to really go on ourselves and focus on what we can control. Uh, obviously, we you know we've got some tough opponents early on, so we'll be mindful of um, 
Well, obviously, obviously, what they bring, but um, we have to really focus on ourselves, really, to get our own performance right. Yeah, Tasman, uh, the um, uh, the reigning uh, champions up front um, for, for the first one, um, and, and bearing that in mind, uh, obviously, you've, you, a tough season last season dropped down a level to the to the championship this year. So, what does success look like for Counties Manukau? Is it about where you end up in the table, or is it more about growing players or connection with the community? What what what, what does success look like for Counties? Oh, it's a very good question. Um, I think first and foremost, the uh, you know the win for us was the connection back into the community, um, and obviously giving the opportunity for club players to have have to be selected into, into the Steelers. Um, that's something I said all along, and let's try and get that balance right as well. I mean, you're not always going to get it right. Um, we have to be in the market to obviously get experienced players and guys at super level to obviously help aid um, the lack of experience we may have. Um, Within our squad or within our in our club space, um, you know, I think I think uh, getting uh, the right culture uh, within your group, um, with your obviously with leaders and uh, alignment with coaches, and so there's a lot of moving parts to what success looks like. Um, if you can get all those pieces right, then you know, winning is just a byproduct of all the foundation work that you've done. Um, so not once have we spoke about winning, uh, um, but. Bruce, a competitive uh, squad who, who want to win, but you know there's a there's a process in place around how that looks like, especially at the start of a working week, and you know taking every day off properly uh, to make sure that uh, on Saturday we we, we represent, represent ourselves in the right manner. Um, and winning won't be really spoken about because um, if we do do our jobs and we do it efficiently, then you know, hopefully we we win some win some games along the way. So that's really sort of how we're sort of looking at it. Um, and obviously putting things in context around limited time of preparation, but there'll be no excuses. I mean, we spoke about it in lockdown as a group, and I thought they did really well staying connected. Um, and, you know, we just spoke about when, when it's our turn to be on the start line, we'll be there you know, uh, with no excuses, and we'll give it our best shot every week. Um, so that's all we can, as coaches, that's all we can really ask for from the players, is to front up and give their effort, um, and away we go. Cool. So yeah, so it's about getting those all those processes because yeah, it's a new coaching team um, there in at, at counties this year. So yeah, so more about getting getting our processes right and then letting letting the result look after itself um, is the is, is the approach to taking, which is which is uh, cool to see. Um, one of the things that uh, gives people an idea as to how coaches view the game is what is uh, as to what stats they look for. So what is your what, what's what's the one key stat you look at first on a Monday morning when you're reviewing the game? Oh, the scoreboard. Well, okay. <laughs> Just to remind yourself. Um, okay. After the scoreboard. It wasn't a bad dream. Um, no, I mean, um, you know, we've got specific areas that we look at. Obviously, um, you know, we've got real strong assistant coaches who, who look at the detail of the game in terms of our attack and defence and our set-piece work. And um, myself, I, I really look at the, our heart clips in terms of, of our effort um, on both sides of the ball. Um, it's really important that we um, that we show that early in the week to show that we are doing what we want to do. And I think ultimately, you know, if you can really capture um, good heart clips at the start of the week to really enforce your game, uh, more importantly for the players to really embed and love in the game, um, and then you've got your next layers around learning, um, making sure that the players are learning, um, and then again you just repeat it with that effort. I mean, that's, that's all we really can ask for. Um, so, yeah, for me, for me, when I, when I do look at a game, uh, statistically, I mean, there's so many stats to really look at, but 
but I'm really going to really review it strongly. I'm really looking forward to the effort stuff. Um, you know, and it's, it's easier to scramble defense or cleaning a ruck or, um, you know, making your tackles or getting into position quickly. Um, those things that, um, you know, you can't pass up on. Um, and if you've got a, a culture around, you know, guys loving the game and they're willing to learn and they bring the effort, I mean, I mean that's, that's gold in itself. Cool. Okay. So, so you're the, the effort stats you say, look at the n- number of rucks hit, um, getting into position quickly, um, like the first four seconds. Um, the uh, what's the other one and and, and and tackles made. So those those effort stats are where you, are where you look. Okay, interesting. Because um, we've got some some coaches will, will will talk about the effort stats. Other coaches will talk about technique stats. Other coaches will talk about some um, balance of attack and defense or, or stats. So it's interesting to see how each how different coaches approach and look at it. Because those effort stats aren't necessarily ones that we we get to see um, yeah. on sports or on uh, um, or on ESPN. So it's. It's interesting to see what the uh, professional stats are compared to the kind of um, fan stats of yep. uh, territory and possession. Um, but good. Um, thank you very much uh, for your time. Uh, it's, uh, um, and uh, good luck with uh, with the season there at Counties, uh, um, kicking off with um, Tasman on the um, opening weekend. Hopefully, I'll be able to get down to that game, being a an essential worker as a part of the media. Um, and hopefully, I'll get to um, get get to be there and say hello. Uh, but um, yeah, all the best with the with, with the season ahead for for counties, folks. We are trying to get round every single um, province, so please do like our Facebook page, New Zealand Sports Radio, so you don't miss out on any of these uh, build-up videos. Also, as I say, we'll be getting round as many of the games as we can, bringing you post-match reactions, no, sorry, post-match uh, interviews with the players and coaches, um, particularly the northern half of the of the North Island. Uh, uh, so uh, please do uh, follow that if you like to. First, listen on the go, uh, then check out the podcast as a search for New Zealand Sports Radio on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, all your favorite pod catchers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.